Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Hey there, girlfriend. Welcome back to the Kind Mind Project. I am so glad that you're here today because I want to dive into a topic that honestly really inspired this whole podcast in the first place. It's something that I know every single woman does at least once in their lifetime. So I know that I'm not alone in this one. Tell me if you've heard this before. That was stupid. They're not going to like you. You look ridiculous. Honey, you really shouldn't eat that. He's so out of your league. Now, tell me honestly, if you have ever said one or more of those things to your friend. How about your sister? Better yet, would you ever say that to your daughter? No? Hmm, that's weird. Then why on earth Would you say that to yourself? Because you have, right? You have said something to that effect to yourself before, probably multiple times a day without even realizing it. How crazy is it that we are so quick to say these things about ourselves, but if we heard a friend say something like that about themselves or a child even, if you're anything like me, you would kick that malarkey to the curb real quick. And it's so frustrating, right? It's so frustrating that we do this or that our noggin allows us to do this because it plain and simply just doesn't freaking feel good. It doesn't. Would what you say to yourself motivate a child to try something new or or to put themselves out there? No? Then why are we shocked that it's not doing that for us either? In the therapy world, we call this self-talk. Some people call it their inner critic or their inner mean girl. It doesn't really matter what we call it, as long as we take some time to call it out. This negative self-talk, it exists for a reason, right? As silly as it sounds, this crappy self-talk we experience actually does serve a purpose. Sometimes we do this for protection, if something is is scary or new, we talk negatively about ourselves, about our ability, about our capability, so we stay safe from a threat rather than actually pursuing it. Or, I'm going to be really bold when I say this because it's just you and me here, sometimes this negative self-talk, it, it comes out, out loud, and sometimes it's for attention. I'm sure you have been in a room full of women, and I have too. I have certainly experienced this where one woman says something negative about herself. And I personally call this the ugly, fat, dumb game. And 
immediately, the other women in the room have to say something even more negative about themselves to make that first woman feel better. Oh my goodness, I look so fat today. Are you kidding me? My thighs are ten times the size of yours, and then it turns into this gross, self-deprecating competition. And when it comes down to it, it comes from insecurity, sure, but we bring that self-talk up out loud because we want someone to make us feel better about it, right? To prove that inner critic wrong. And I'm going to shoot it to you straight like I always do. It's just you and me. So we can be honest, right? It's not their job to prove her wrong. It's yours. It's our job to put that inner mean girl in her place. Because if we want to get really nerdy about this, the benefits of positive self-talk, dude, they will blow your freaking mind. Practicing positive self-talk on a regular basis, it reduces the level of cortisol in your body, it reduces pain and muscle tension related to stress, hello, you experience increased energy and an improved immune system. Practicing positive self-talk has actual physical health benefits, yes, but the self-talk you engage in creates your reality creates your mental environment, but also how you interact with the world around you. The self-talk we engage in over time, it teaches us what to expect from the world. Have you seen that video of the little girl in the mirror with her, her dad in the morning? She's standing on the bathroom counter looking at herself in the mirror, and every morning she says these beautiful affirmations I am confident. I am brave. I can do anything. When starting her day like that every morning, imagine how that child interacts with the world. Her dad didn't record her saying these things just to produce a viral video on YouTube. I bet you he recorded that video as a testimony of what we can learn from his daughter, of how we should be talking to ourselves each day day. But in order to change our self-talk, because we can't just turn it off completely, but in order to change the power of that inner mean girl and give her a little attitude adjustment, we really need to look at her under a freaking microscope for a second so that we really know what we're up against here. Now listen, your mean girl doesn't want you to know this, so keep this between us, but that voice That inner critic, that's not you. She doesn't want you two to think that you two are actually separate. But you are. She's not you. So who is she? I want you to do something for me, and it's going to feel really weird, but I really want you to do it. I don't care if you are in the bathtub right now or if you are on your commute to work. I really want you to do this with me. I want you to think about what she says. Get really specific, word for word. What does your inner critic say? What does she look like? What kinds of clothes does she wear? What car does she drive? What does her voice sound like? A tone, pitch, get really clear. Get a clear picture of who this mean girl is. You got that picture painted? Okay, now Give her a name. 
I'm serious. Give your mean girl a name. My mean girl, her name's Megan. <laughs> Why? So that when I catch her pulling her usual crap, I can feel like I'm in an episode of Drake and Josh and just say, Megan. <laughs> when I catch her in the act. Because that's the ultimate goal, right? Stop being that inner critic in her tracks and flipping the darn script. So we've given her a name. We know what she looks like. We know a little bit about her. But what's your mean girl's style? Our noggin, it kicks that negative self-talk into gear. It gives our inner mean girl the megaphone in a couple of different ways, honestly. We personalize we catastrophize, or we magnify. And we all have probably done all three of these at some point, but I bet we can probably find what your mean girl does most. Okay, Emily, why, why are we doing this? What's the point? Because when we're able to name our inner critics' tactics, we are better able to combat them in the future and see them for exactly what they are. Okay, so personalizing. Tell me if your mean girl has tried to pull this one before. Megan, I am calling you out, girlfriend. Something happens, right? A negative outcome to a situation. And your mean girl tells you that you are bad because the outcome to the situation wasn't ideal. Or better yet, because you are the worst or something is wrong with you. The situation ended the way that it did. My example for this, I applied for a therapist position, got to the second round of interviews, and I didn't get the job. The clinician that got the position had an extra license that I didn't have and was more advanced in her career. She had probably 20 years of experience that I just didn't have. The hiring manager told me how wonderful my interview was and reached out to me personally to reassure me that as a new grad, this decision didn't have anything to do with my ability, but rather a specific license for insurance purposes. It didn't have anything to do with me. It wasn't about what I could do or my character or the belief that she had that I could serve her clients. But you know what freaking Megan did? (laughs) She personalized it. She convinced me to believe that I was the reason I didn't get that job. But I wasn't. My lack of a licensure was, sure. But my inner critic, she sent me into a spiral. You didn't get it because they hated you. Because they think that you are a really bad therapist. Because they don't think that you're smart enough or qualified enough or skilled enough. Megan, would you shut up? How many times have you done that? Be honest. How many times? Has your self-talk gone personal when it didn't have to? It's like, I just want to shake my Megan and say, it's not about you, right? All right, tell me if you connect with this one. Catastrophizing. Your mean girl decides to convince you to expect the very worst from the situation in front of you before it even happens. She tells you that whatever that thing is, is going to end terribly before you even give it a go. Let me tell you what my Megan did once in high school. 
it was my junior year of high school, and we were doing a production of Oklahoma. <laughs> Musical theater nerd over here, remember? I loved one of the supporting leads. She was goofy, she could character sing, she got to dance, but I didn't even audition for that role. You know why? Because my inner critic told me that I was going to choke and embarrass myself and start crying and also somehow rip my pants all at the same time. So I didn't even give it a go. My inner mean girl was talking to me so negatively that I didn't even try. Have you ever done that before? Assumed the absolute worst of a situation before it even happens so you just avoid it altogether. You have yourself convinced that the only logical ending is awful. So you run for the hills. I have certainly done that one a time or two. Magnification. This is the one that I personally think that I probably experienced the most. It's walking away from a situation where your inner critic puts a freaking magnifying glass on the one negative thing that happened or the one tiny little thing that didn't go exactly according to plan. Does that sound familiar? For me, this always comes out right after an interview. Immediately after I walk out of the room and I get in my car, Megan is on my freaking shoulder telling me about how the one time that I stumbled over my words cost me the job or one choice of words told the interviewer that I'm a bad, unqualified, awful therapist. The magnifying glass is so focused in on that one thing that you can't see all of the other things that actually went very well. But what can we do about this? How can we tell our inner mean girl to sit the heck down when half the time we don't even recognize that she's the one talking or that we have given her the megaphone to take over our headspace? Well, first of all, we need to get very conscious of it. We need to call out the separation of her voice and ours and truly, truly practice calling her out on her crap. Call me crazy, but I have truly found myself saying out loud, occasionally in public, something like, Megan, no catastrophizing today. Or, Megan, sit down, you're magnifying. (laughs) It sounds silly, but this allows me to not only call it out for what it is, but it also allows me to take it one step further and do some reframing here. Going back to my interview example, right? I stumbled on my words for a second in that interview room. I did, but I'm a human and and I was able to show them truly my passion for this work. Going back to my getting a no in the interview room, not getting a yes from an opportunity doesn't mean that that decision was about me alone. There were other circumstances that didn't involve me and didn't involve my character that were involved in that decision making. And that was outside of my control. Getting in the habit of separating your mean girl's voice from yours 
calling it out when you hear it and reframing her words to better reflect a positive and productive inner dialogue is really what the goal is here. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, dude. I know it's going to take some time and some practice and probably a lot of frustration. I want to take that first step with you in putting your inner mean girl in her place. What was that name that you gave her? Say it out loud right now. I don't care if you are in the grocery store walking down the aisle with your headphones in. Say it out loud. Because I want to talk to her for a second. So whether you are listening to this on your commute, you just keep on trucking, or you're naked in the bathtub, you just scrub-a-dub-dub over there, girlfriend, her and I are going to have a little chat for a second. Okay. Listen here. Inner critic, negative, noggin-talk, inner mean girl. I need to talk to you. Can we just sit down and talk like adults for a second? You need to get it together. My friend, she is doing the best that she can. She is is working her absolute butt off and she doesn't need you barking in her ear like that. You need to stop comparing her to women that don't even have the same goals as her. You need to stop micromanaging what she sees in the mirror. You need to stop convincing her of a catastrophe before her brave soul can even give it a shot. Stop talking to my friend that way. Now, my brave soul. (laughs) We have confronted that inner mean girl. We've given her a name. We've we've gone through what that negative self-talk might sound like. But now, it's time for you to do the legwork, dude. It's going to take practice and probably some reminding, but remind yourself often. Come back to this episode if you need to and frequently ask yourself, would Emily like how I'm talking to her friend? Would I say that to my daughter? Would I say that to my sister? Would I say that to my best friend? then I probably, probably shouldn't be saying that to myself. All right, girlfriend, I love you. And I will talk to you next time. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.